Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. As you step into your power and become your own health hero, man, you start inspiring all your loved ones to do the same, whether it's coworkers, friends, family, whatever that is. And that ripple effect is just amazing. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Welcome to the podcast. I am thrilled and honored to welcome Charlotte Conter, a health hero. I know her as a entrepreneur. What I love about her is she is empowering women to take control of their health. And she has a great story that I'm hoping you'll share. But what I see from you in your posts and in your conversations and your coaching is that you're helping women move from this excess stress, this burnout, these signs of anxiousness and being overwhelmed or low energy, or often you talk about how they, the weight is unwanted or they ha- they're struggling with aches and pains. And I see you helping them move Think about their immune, but really taking action in their self-care, feeling lighter, healing. I see it as like fulfillment and ease, really taking their power back. And I think that's what the Overflow podcast is all about, that we are overflowing and that we want to accomplish and, and seek great adventures. But I think sometimes we are not taking control and taking self-care. So this is Charlotte, a coach has an awesome story and we're going to have a conversation with her. Welcome. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I just love your energy. So I'm so excited to be here today with you. So am I. So am I. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about, do you want to tell us a little bit about what a health Shiro is and would you share your story with us? Because I think your story is really the start of the inspiration that you offer today. Really. Yes, thank you. So over 10 years ago, I used to work in the mental health fields and I would work at a couple different hospitals, a school board, a, you know, a homeless shelter. And I used to work like night shift, day shift, afternoon shift. Um, I feel like I am like a high achiever. So I wanted to accomplish my, feel accomplished in my career very quickly. So I was like, let me work in as many hours as I can. Um, and of course to make, you know, money as well. And in between those crazy hours, I was playing competitive sports. I was hanging out with my friends. <laughs> like I was go, go, go constantly. And behind all that go, 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 
I was um, leaving a very significant relationship and, and I jumped into another one, like not knowing my self-worth. And I was like, oh, like, let me feel loved. And I jumped into another relationship. I ended up getting pregnant. I um, had a miscarriage and I didn't deal with any of that. And I continued to continue, you know, working like crazy in, in uh, that mental High achieving in everything. <laughs> I'm achieving, except taking care of myself, right? Yes. And as I was like continuing to do that, I was burning out consistently and I was ignoring all the signs and symptoms to slow down. Like I was getting sick more often, you know, more often I was having like sports injuries, um, the miscarriage, you know, all of that. And I was ignoring all those signs. And this pattern continued until eventually I hit a wall that I could not ignore any, any longer, which was being diagnosed with cancer at the age of 32. And I was like, how can you be physically fit? And I had abs at the time, you know, how can you be physically fit and have abs and then be diagnosed with cancer? Like that did not make sense to me at all. And I went through conventional treatment at the time. Um, and I've only known a handful of people at that, you know, at that point who had been diagnosed with cancer and they all passed away. So cancer really got my attention. Um, and I think growing up as an athlete, you know, like you're like, okay, I can play injured. Or, you know, if you're a workaholic, well, I can go to work sick. I can manage, plow through Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? Um, and with cancer, I couldn't. I mean, I had to stop everything. And I was scared out of my mind. Um, and, you know, I went through conventional treatment against my intuition. But I, again, I wanted to plow through it. And I remember at one point, because um, I had been taking a couple of nutrition courses at the time, and I said to my oncologist, like, well, what else can I do at home, you know, besides surgery, chemo and radiation? And he looked at me like I had three heads. And he was like, uh, I said, well, what about diet? And he said, Charlotte, diet has nothing to do with your health. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, I, I definitely felt like that really, that conversation motivated, like, motivated me to jump into the holistic health field. Wow. And then I was so overwhelmed. I was like, where the hell do you even start? Like smoothie, chugging more water. Like I didn't, I had no idea eating more salads. Like, I had no idea where to start. Um, but I slowly started making changes to my diet, to my lifestyle. And I felt empowered. Um, and then once I finished uh, conventional treatment, you know, I was told I would never have children naturally. Um, I was, and I was able to have my two kids, um, naturally without fertility treatment and i'm not against fertility treatment it was just no. i did not want to spend another you know minute in a doctor's office right mm -hmm. um so i was able to have my kids naturally i also fell and landed on my arm and lymphedema set in my arm so I, here i was like having this huge swollen arm that was painful and again i called this world-renowned cancer hospital here in toronto and i was like what do i do like i think i have lymphedema they warned me about this as well and they said no there's nothing you can do you're just going to put a sleeve on and um, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. And I thought, I don't think so. Um, and I, I jumped into my holistic healing and I was able to stop that damage and reverse the damage within five days. Um, so I thought, man, if I can do this, anyone can do this. Um, and even behind the scenes, while all this was going on, my best friend, um, my like sister from another mister, Tisha, was diagnosed with spinal cord cancer three months into my diagnosis which was a blessing because we got to lay in bed together. We got to go wow. to hospital appointments together. And she ended up, um, she was given three months to live, but ended up passing away two and a half years later. 
And once she passed away, I was, oh man, like that was the saddest I've ever felt in my life. Um, but I felt like that I was given a second chance to live. And um, I ended up leaving my career in mental health at that point. And I went down to the States and I became a certified health and nutrition consultant, a certified raw food chef. Um, and I came back up and launched my first health coaching business to not only empower myself, but to help other people. And that's where Health Shiro's was born, uh, where I'm combining my mental health practice and, you know, the physical and nutrition side of things. So women can become their own health shiro. So I am not their health shiro. I want them to be their own health shiro. And, and as you step into your power and become your own health shiro, man, you start inspiring all your loved ones to do the same, whether it's coworkers, friends, family, whatever that is. And that ripple effect is just amazing. Oh, my mind is blown. So the health shiro, I don't think I've ever connected that. So the health shiro is you, is you, is you, 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 you. It's not just Charlotte. No, this is not the Charlotte show at all. This is you becoming your own health shiro. Wow. And so here you are being, like you called yourself a high achiever in everything, right? Competitive sports in your role or whatever. So here you are being a high achiever in your health, like in your rehabilitation, like in your healing, in yeah. all that, you are being the high achiever. You're going to the end to accomplish and learn. And you're not going to take no for an answer when the doctor says, oh, no, it doesn't really matter. Yes. And at one point, you know, and I think, um, and there was many lessons like cancer was my ugly miracle that taught me so many amazing lessons. And even while I was going through it, I'm like, Oh, you're not breaking me cancer. Like I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to be, you know, I would bring in like muffins anytime that I, I went to have chemo cause I wanted to spread like positive Lighten energy. Yes, light it up. And I really tried to dance in my light, you know, and really tried to be as positive as possible. And I wasn't really acknowledging the hurt and the pain that was going on or the fear that was going on behind the scenes. So, you know, universe or God was like, let me help you out a little bit. And then I had an infection after I'd finished chemo that landed me in the hospital and I had a, a doctor come in and he just came in and he said, Oh, do you know this person or this person from another hospital? And I said, Oh no, I don't know any of them. He said, okay, no problem. And he left and the emergency doctor came back in and she said, okay, you spoke to the oncologist. I said, well, no, not really. He just asked me if I knew a few people and then he left and she's like, okay, no problem. And they admitted me and put me into palliative care. And they said, listen, there's nothing we can do for you at this point. Um, we're just going to try and make you as comfortable as possible. And I was like, what? am I in the twilight zone right now? Like you haven't drawn blood. You haven't taken any screenings. Like there's no MRI or ultrasound or anything. I'm telling you, I've got a massive amount of pain under my arm. You know, can we at least get that looked at? And, and the, you know, the, the ER doctor was like, Charlotte is sorry. The oncologist is kind of the, the head here and he's made this call. So we're just going to try and make you comfortable. Meanwhile, I've got like a hundred and, you know, three hundred and five fever and I had this fever five days five days I was like angry I was yelling I was screaming at the staff like please just give me a scan and you know screen me tell me something and um, finally five days later of me like yelling crying you know really demanding demanding yes and connecting with all these um, emotions that I was trying to bury in my body still with cancer um, I was able to release in very unhealthy ways, but I was releasing it. And finally, five days later, they gave me an ultrasound and the text face came back and her face was pretty white. And she's like, why are you only getting this five days later? I had a massive infection at my surgical site. I needed emergency um, surgery, uh, which I had you know, pretty quickly. And I mean, that really saved my life. But that 
again, was another powerful lesson that we cannot bury our emotions um, in our body because if we don't get that out, our body is going to send us all kinds of signs and symptoms to help us get that out. So I have so many questions. I have so many questions. I don't know where to start. So on the one hand, now you are an advocate for health and women's self-care, but in that moment, in the first five days when you're asking for help, they're not helping you. And, but there's something about you that has a light or a positive or a, um, a conviction to live. And so how do you get like, is it from demanding and kind of losing your cool? Like, are you saying that because you lost your cool, because you, you said it was probably unhealthy, but here you are like losing your shit. Yeah. And then, and, and then they take you for the ultrasound, but meanwhile they'd put you in palliative care. Yeah. Yeah. They eventually, uh, yeah, she eventually listened. I mean, there was a lot of yelling and screaming, but it wasn't until I was bawling and just pleading like for my life, like, just please, like, I will pay for it. What would you do? If this was your daughter. Would you not do this? Like I was really trying to hit the emotional strings, anything to make that happen. You know, and I think when, when you're younger, um, you know, people call this like stubborn, <laughs> you know, I flip that and call it determined. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, there was no way that I was like, I just kept saying like, I'm not going out like this. I am not going out like this. Um, and yeah, I was very determined to live. And I, I felt like, you know, my purpose, I think the deeper you go into your pain, the deeper you go into your purpose. So I knew that my purpose was very much involved with all of this. So even as I was going through it and it was hell, I could almost see myself from a higher perspective going, okay, I know that there's more to this story that I'm not able to see just yet, but I'll get it later on. On, on, the, on the concept of like more to the story, Charlotte, like I often think, if I reflect back on my life, I often think that there were times where the universe kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, excuse me, you know, I think, I think you should be, you know, this, that, or whatever. Are you listening? And then, you know, you either listen or you, you, you shrug it. And then I think the universe kind of grabs you by your shoulders and gives you a shake and says, hello, are you listening? They, they speak a bit louder. And then I think there's sometimes where the universe like absolutely like knocks you over or slaps you upside the head. Like really like you're not listening. You have a greater purpose. And it almost sounds like in those five days that is bubbling up for you where, where you said, there was a there as you were saying when you go deeper you notice your purpose so you're like no this is not the end of the line for me i'm not in palliative care like yeah. and you it was like the universe was okay do you really want this and so you had to prove yourself yes and i always believe that things happen for us and not against us so i didn't allow myself to go into that victim thinking where like i was suffering this is happening for me why is this happening da, da, da. i mean it, it would go into moments but i wouldn't stay there um i wouldn't sit there all day um, or all week like it was moments going in there i'm like okay like what are we going to do what actions are we going to take um to help you know alleviate so how do you how, how do you do that charlotte how do you remind yourself I think that's what's happening today to many of us in COVID where we're enclosed, we're in these four walls. The kids have been with us like how many hundreds of days now, like in these four walls. How do you, how do you tell your mind to not go into that victim mode? 
Yeah. Like whether it's cancer or whether it's COVID or whether it's. Yeah. Well, since then I can see like with all my studying that I've done and all my research that I've done for the you know past 15 years really on health and wellness, I can see that there's like five pillars that I feel like we all need to nourish. Um, so I'd be happy to share. Those Give it to us. Give it to us. Yeah. So the first and Thank foremost, you. Um, thanks. The first and foremost is self-care. Like the more love we have for ourselves, the more compassion we have for ourselves, the more forgiveness we have for ourselves, the more we can have for others. Like you cannot give forgiveness to others if you're not giving it to yourself. You can't give compassion to other people. So, I mean, this is where burnout really sets in. And for any of us to get ill, any of us to get injured or diagnosed with anything, I mean, burnout is happening, you know, and, and this is really how to avoid uh, burnout. And the first and foremost is self-care. And as you are raising your, the bar daily, this needs to happen daily. It's really important to have like a morning self-care routine. And this is like putting on armor. So, you know, whether we're at home for our kids for however many days, if I go even two days without doing my morning like self-care routine, my kids who are just, you know, are four and five, they're just being kids, they can go from like little, <laughs> and I love the Cute maybe. muffins yeah. to yeah. monsters. It's okay. I can fill like in the blank for you. <laughs> yes. well, it's like, they can be you like don't want to say it, but I'm happy to say they turn into <laughs> monsters. It's true. Yes. No, it's like little annoying fruit flies. And then they go into like a deadly swarm of like killer bees. Like this is going to be the end of me. Like I survived cancer, but I'm going to die today because of my children driving me crazy. Right? Because they're so happy. Yes. Because yeah. they're so silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and they're tantrums and whatever else. But when I am like setting myself up and I set them up in the morning, so I'll set them up with breakfast or do whatever. And then I come back and I do my self-care routine. So I'll do like exercise. Ella, so what is your self-care? Do you, I know we're only on step one. Yeah. What would you recommend as a self-care routine? I think exercise is key in the morning because this is getting all of that like serotonin, all those like feel good hormones being pumped through your body. Um, and uh, journaling, this is like, and I do like a, a very structured journaling. So it's not like your diary. Like it's not about that in the morning. It's more, um, you know, my gratitude list. And, and again, I'm not just doing this like on autopilot doing a gratitude list. Like I don't stop writing until I smile. So some days it could be a few things and I'm like, I'm good. I had a great night's sleep. I'm good. Other days it could be three pages. And I start off with like, I am so grateful for my hand holding this pan. I'm grateful because this hand can wipe my ass. Like it's like yeah, basic, yeah, <laughs> basic. Yeah. And then I'll move up. And until I smile, then I know that I've kind of raised up my levels of consciousness, which I guess we'll talk about, but, um, but this is very it's, expansive energy. Um, and this elevates you. So you're feeling good. Uh, and then you can start your day when you've already had this huge sense of accomplishment. I love it. I love it. I love the, I love that it's a, a kind of the yin and yang. It's a little bit opposite. On the one hand, it's exercise movement, like getting the blood flowing. But on the other hand, there's also this sense of calm. Okay, sit savor the moment, be gracious, like think, reflect. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's a great morning routine. Yeah. Okay. And that's I'll, a great I'll in, um, meditation as well. And I'll bring the kids in like wherever they can, like they'll sit and do a meditation with me or 
um, and whatnot. And meditation, you're, it's all about receiving, right? You're like receiving information, either maybe receiving energy or whatever that looks like. So maybe intuitive feelings can come up. Um, and burnout happens to more women than men because we tend to take on more roles. So it's crucial for women to really like sit still and take care of yourself. And if, you know, and this needs to be like minimum, minimum 15 minutes to an hour every day. Okay. Give us your pillars. So one, yes. self-care, forgiveness. I hear self-love. I love that. So yeah, that's all under self-care. And then my next one is healing diet. So when you are stressed out, when you're, when you're, yeah, when you're freaking out or, or, you know, you're feeling really burnt out, one of the first two systems that shut down is your reproductive system and your um, digestive system, because our body doesn't know the difference between like, you know, being chased by a T-Rex or having an argument with our loved one at home and our body reacts the same way. And we don't need to be like digesting, you know, a burger or making babies when we're running for our lives. So when we are stressed out, we have to eat food that is very easy to digest. So this is where like smoothies, soups, cold pressed vegetable juice, you know, plant-based foods, these are all like very high in nutrients, easy to digest and easy to kind of come through the body. Your energy up and it won't burden you with trying to digest heavy food that's very hard to digest. I love it. I love how the food is not a burden. So we want the food to be fueling us, keeping us moving, but you're actually consciously thinking what's going to be helpful. I, I love that you're saying it's not a burden on us. It's a healing diet. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we can kind of, I don't want to go off too off off tangent, but our gut health is so crucial to our overall health. Our gut health is where, you know, serotonin, that feel good hormone is produced. Um, that's where like, you know, 85% of our immune system is in there as well. So if our gut is out of whack, it's mm -hmm. going to have a direct impact on our immune system, direct impact on our mental health. So it is crucial that we fuel our body with as much nutrients as possible. And that we are like, you know, pooping regularly as well. Because the more shit we're holding in, the more shit's going to cause in our body. Wow. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, I know I went. But it makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get it out. Yes. You want to go like, like, I don't know how physical, physical, physical and mental. Oh yeah. No, true. Like get the negative energy out of you. Like it's not, it's not whole, it's not worth anything. Get it out. Yes. Yeah, and we don't really talk about this in the mental health field at all, about how like depression and anxiety, we don't really, we don't bring in diet um, into that, you know, into that healing journey. Really important to acknowledge that, especially as we're all navigating these, these crazy new normals. Seriously. Yeah, being stuck at home. Yeah. Okay, give us number three. Number three is healing environment. So okay. Like our indoor air is five times more toxic than our outdoor air. So we want to make sure we start removing some of these hidden toxins from the home that are messing with our hormones, that are messing with our mental health, our immune system, our gut health. So slowly start removing. So like cleaning products, you know, scented candles, you know, many of these 
these items that we think are harmless or, you know, things that I grew up with too, could be, you know, wreaking havoc on our health and affecting ourselves. And I think right now, especially during COVID, it's crucial to have some type of sanctuary, whether it's like one part of the room, if you're lucky, you can have a whole room that feels like a sanctuary, a place that you feel safe, you feel comforted, um, that you can go there and just like quiet your mind. Um, it could be a chair, anything that makes you feel good, you know, bringing in nature, nice sense, you know, whatever that looks like for you. It's true. I have a, I have, I have a chair, but mm-hmm. it's true with the, um, during COVID, even though there's many rooms in the house, it does like for a while there, it felt small. It felt mm-hmm. like, it felt like for me anyways, it felt like I couldn't find a space like headspace that was like my own. And so I decided I've got a lovely chair in my living room and I decided that was going to be my chair. That was going to be my chair that I was going to sit in, journal in, read in. And so for time to time, I tried to like, kind of like Pavlov's dog. I tried to program myself that when I sat in this chair, it was peaceful. And then if there was chaos or phone calls that had to be made, then I would get up. I wouldn't do it Like I would literally move away from the chair. So that was my safety zone. And then I created something similar for the kids and the family. We have a sofa in our family room where the TV is and where, and so I created that as our, um, like, as you said, sanctuary, like that was meant to be our peaceful space. So when we were all a little bit down, bring your blanket, bring a pillow, put your pajamas on. That was our kind of safe and safe environment kind of thing like I love it yeah that's so good it's so powerful and I love that you're doing it for yourself but then you're also empowering your kids to do that too Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah we had to right during all this like it's a small space but we weren't if we were out we weren't supposed to be interacting with people like if we were outside right so then when you came in there was only so many spaces to go that you know and so we had we had to create it kind of like a comfort zone and so there were some rules around the comfort zone but mm-hmm. that was meant to be you know peaceful it was never messy but it was also where we had our blankets and we were allowed to have pillows and stuffies and things like that that was our comfort zone like Aww. yeah no arguments Dude, like that. i love yeah. it yeah that's a great one okay give us number 4 number 4 is spiritual health so Amen, sister Yes, this is huge. And it doesn't matter what religion you are, what your your beliefs are. Um, You know, this is really like I talk about like levels of consciousness. Um, So at the bottom there, there's like guilt, shame, fear. When you are, that's like more of your home base and that's where you are chilling most days and you're feeling a lot of fear. You cannot heal in that environment. You cannot be happy in that environment. You cannot feel a sense of fulfillment in that environment. So our number one job is to feel good. And it's important to like raise up our levels of consciousness to a place of like gratitude, joy, peace. This is very like expansive energy. This is where you heal. Um, This is where you have healthier relationships. This is where you feel happy and a sense of fulfillment. Um, So it's really important to work on that self-care piece to help and, and, and recognizing where am I right now? And you could be feeling really grateful after doing your morning self-care routine. And then you turn on the news and you're like, (laughs) you're like, Oh my God takes it away. So again, stop everything. Don't jump into work. Don't jump into taking care of somebody else. Maybe set them up so you have some more quiet time and then go back in and take care of and and nurture yourself to, to raise that up. And part of spiritual health too is tuning into your intuition. And I think 
you know, most of us um, were, were taught to kind of come away from our intuition. Like if you're eating with, you know, with your parents or your, your caregivers and you're eating and you're like, okay, I'm full. They're like, no, you're not. Finish your plate. You're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not full. Or, hey, I'm not feeling well. Can I stay home from school or from work? And like, no, you're fine. You can go to work. Oh, okay, I guess I'm fine. And you go to work. And this really teaches us to move away from our gut, from like what we know, in, you know, instinctively and intuitively and start plowing through whatever we need to do. And it is not about that. We really want to start doing, you know, teaching ourselves how to turn back inwards and trust our gut. So if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. And this can, I mean, this was a game changer and, and saved my life by acting on my intuition, as I shared in the beginning with the, yeah. the hospital there. But yeah. I think this is powerful on, uh, with everybody on a day to day. If, if a friend invites you over and you're like, oh, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like it. Trust the gut. Don't just plow through that because we're, otherwise we're just, you know, injecting anger or resentment into that situation. I, I think about the times when, when you say um, like connect, when we are connected to the universe, I think about the times where most recently, like uh, we've been again, locked in these four walls and I think, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to call someone like this, someone has crossed my mind. I'm going to call them. And they say, wow, I, I was having a bad day. Like I really appreciate the call. Like, or I was having a bad day the other day and I was kind of backing the car in. I was going to work. I was backing the car in and the phone rang and there had been a sequence of events in the morning that had kind of thrown me off. And so I'd pulled into work. I had barely started my day and I was, I was kind of upset and let's just say, and the phone rang and it was my cousin and she phoned and she kind of came through the phone at me. She was like, she phoned about the podcast. I love the podcast. And she was so like triple high energy that it turned around. And in the grump of the moment, I thought, I'm not going to answer the call. Like I'm upset. I don't have the energy. And it was to me, sometimes when you say like spiritual health, I think it's, it's the connection of the universe that, you know, it, what's on your intuition for you to call. And Chris called and it turned me on my head. It kind of brought me back to, okay, let's keep, let's keep life in perspective. Let's shake this off. And, and just the way she came through the phone. Powerful. It's crazy. It was, yeah. it was powerful. Yes. It was powerful. And I think that's part of the spiritual connection of us in the universe. Like, Oh, for sure. And that, like that connection pulls us out of fear and, and moves into a place of faith. Like, mm -hmm. so you can, you can reminisce, okay, I know I've gotten through this before, so I can get through this and, mm -hmm. and having that connection to others or to whatever higher power looks like for you, I think, yeah, is, is so, it's so empowering because you know, somebody's got your back. You know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And follow your intuition. I love that too, that we do quiet our intuition. And I think, yeah, th this is part of my overflow mission is that we, I think, the women that I know, many of them, give, give, give. And they do have the demands of their team, of their work, of their career, of their family, friends, and loved ones. Like they do have demands and push and pull. And so it's our inclination to like give, give, serve, give, give, give. And then at the end, I haven't really thought about what I want, like what's in my so there's like a spiritual self-care, like what's yes. mine. And you can actually be more effective when you start taking care of yourself. Amen. Like I know, like even with my, with my business, I mean, I would be working, you know, crazy amount of hours. Mm -hmm. And then once I started pulling back, like during COVID, I started having like family fun days. So I'm not working, you know, six, seven days a week. Like now I'm having a couple family fun days where we're going for a drive or doing whatever, or I'm taking afternoons off and blocking that time for just fun. My business has like tripled by having more fun. So 
it's crazy what can happen to our energy or to our life in general when we, yeah, when we nurture and take care of ourselves. It's like a concept of like, let go, let go. Yeah. Let go. Because you do think I have to control everything seven days a week, 24 hours. I got to control. I got to put systems in place. And it's interesting that you're like, I surrender. I'm taking the afternoon off and the business actually repays you and says, good job. We can see you. Yeah. Blew me away. Blew me away. And and this is the same thing for your health or for your, you know, corporate job or whatever. Um, And I hear this story constantly. When you pull back and start taking care of yourself and get super clear on what you want to create, it's amazing what can happen. Wow. Okay. What's your last pillar? Yeah. The last one is inner child. And I feel like we all have like, you know, three parts to ourselves. So our inner parent, like, Oh, I wish I, you know, did this. I could have done this. I should have done this. And then our, you know, inner spiritual being like, well, what were the lessons that, you know, that I learned from that experience. Um, But sometimes both of those need to go sit on the sideline and we need to have a little chat with our inner child. And just like, you know, anybody that has kids out there or anybody who's seen a kid maybe at a grocery store having a massive tantrum because maybe they wanted a chocolate bar or, you know, a toy or something. And they, they want something They hear No, they're angry. They're frustrated. They drop to the floor. They're kicking, they're screaming, they're moving their whole body. And then they get up and they're like, okay, so what's for dinner? And you're like, hold on, I need a minute to just catch up what just happened here. Yes. What's brilliant, what's brilliant about that is that they get all that energy out. So they're either angry, they're frustrated, you know, they're sad that they can't get what they want or feel a sense of injustice or whatever it is. And then they get that out physically. So I teach my private clients how to have healthy tantrums. So when something doesn't go our way, when somebody pisses us off, family members, friends, whatever, we need to get that out in a healthy way because if we store it in our body, our body will have that tantrum and we don't, we don't want that. So we need to get that out in a healthy way. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. A healthy tantrum. Like it's almost a little bit like sexy for me. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I could go for one of those. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I've smashed like put ice in a bag and smashed ice outside. Okay. Like old dishes in a pillowcase and went outside and smashed it. I smashed like, you know, just hit my pillow jump up and down, like just physically get that energy at whatever resonates with you, scribbling on a paper, ripping up a paper, dancing to angry music. No, all these are amazing ways. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out again. Yeah. Acknowledge the first Get it out physically. Once you've got it out though, then you, then you've got to go in and nurture that inner child. So I would like, you know, imagine your, your younger self coming towards you and you're almost like in the mothering position. And then you've got to go in and say like, it's okay. You're safe. I've got you. Um, you know, whatever your, whatever those inner fears, what would you want to hear at that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So yeah, I can imagine have the temper tantrum, let all that yuck and negative and angry and fear like let it all out but then I love the concept too of okay so now she's allowed to come back in she comes back in and a little bit of her is like okay what's for dinner or what are we going to play next but it's also saying it's okay like you got it out and you know what are our next steps like to get get your feet back I love that she's like looking up for guidance and then you're kind of nurturing her a little bit to say okay like yeah yes and then we're not storing that energy in our body so it's not coming out in injury or illness um 
you know, or something more chronic like pain or whatever it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm really gonna have to sit and think about that. It's beautiful, Charlotte. Very well done. Thank you. Yeah, this has been a, a game changer uh, in terms of, the, I mean, th these are things that I practice, um, you know, as, as much as I can. Obviously, I'm not perfect, but I, I practice this as much as I can. And this is what I teach my private clients too. And they are having like phenomenal like transformations, which makes my heart like so, so happy that, that I can speed this healing process up for others, which took me like 10 years to learn. I'm speeding this up much, uh, much faster for other, for other women. Yeah, the part that draws me to you and your work is that you are empowering them to be that hero. Yeah. You're empowering them, guiding them along the way. So I have a couple questions to finish off our, our episode, but where can people find you? I love following you on Facebook and I know that you have private clients. So where can people find you if they wanted to reach out to you after they hear our conversation? Yeah, so they can go to my website, healthshiro.com. And I've got a bunch of like freebies on there as well. So you can definitely check that out. Okay. And you can, yeah, you can see a little bit more of my story or how the coaching works as well. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm also on Instagram, health underscore Shiro. Yeah, and on Facebook, Charlotte Contour Health Shiro. That's where I find you. That's, that's yeah. where I, I love your posts. I love your inspiration and that you're so candid, like you're willing to share your story to exactly your point to help speed up our self-care routines that, you know, life to happiness, empowerment, ease, like light and, and out of pain and struggle. It's beautiful. And then turn that into your, the overflow, which is everything that you talk about, which ah, I love. <laughs> that's why we're so aligned. Yeah. What would you, so I want to ask every one of our guests around um, three things. So one is, is there a book, so an actual book, an audio book, or a podcast that you're listening to or you're reading that you would recommend to others? I think one of my favorite books of all time was um, Eckhart Tolle, New Earth, The Spiritual Awakening. That was like, that was a game changer for me. I think I read that probably 15 years ago and that let, that launched me on my spiritual journey. But I loved that. It's all about like staying present, not living in the past, which is something that I constantly did um, and not worrying about the future, but how can you truly stay present to find like happiness? And uh, yeah, that, that one was really powerful. Charlotte, how did the universe bring that to you? That sounds like it was a tap on the... Yes, Oprah. Who, who I love. Yeah, I saw it on Oprah and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I definitely need I to. I need to read this. Mm. That's it, right? Like that's probably the universe's first tap on your shoulder. Hello, follow me this way, this way. Yes, and our job, and I love Mel Robbins because Mel Robbins always talks about the five second rule. Like we have mm -hmm. five seconds to act on that intuition or that, that little calling that we had that tap on that shoulder. So I'm, I'm very quick to act. So when those moments come in, I'm like either writing it down or contacting or... Yeah, I'm taking it. on Amazon ordering yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. For right. sure. What about if you had, do you have any advice? If you could go back to your 21 year old self, do you have any advice that you would whisper in her ear as guidance or counsel? Oh, man. I think the biggest thing that I would tell her is just breathe. It's all, it's all going to work out. It's going to be okay. Just breathe. Wow. That is great. Even for today. 
even for yeah, today. This is, this is something I still remind myself. Like I always land, like we land on our feet, everything's happening for us. It's not for punishment. This is happening for our highest good. Um, just breathe, have faith. Mm-hmm. And you know, with all, with everything that's been happening, don't you find that when it first started and the kids came home and we were all working from home, I don't know if it happened to you, but didn't you find that we were all breathing in like, you know, short little breaths? Like we weren't actually breathing because we really didn't know about our safety. Like it really was uncertain. Like, and, and the more you turned on the news, the more curious, then you found out it was happening in Italy and like all. And so didn't you find that you were breathing? you know, those little short breaths, like you weren't actually stopping to like, Oh, huge. Like I was like, what is happening? This was like the black plague of our time. Like I was really sucked into the news. Um, and then as I, again, as I became conscious of like my, my levels of consciousness and I was like really living in fear, it was like, turn off the TV. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I doubled down or even tripled down on my self-care routine. Did you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. Breathe. That's excellent. And how are you living in your overflow? Charlotte, are you living in your overflow? You've yeah. got what, what the, what the listeners can't see is this beautiful, bright smile. Like you're just, you're, you're gorgeous. You have this beaming smile, like nonstop, even when you're talking about sadness or cancer and struggles, like you're just glowing. So I can mm-hmm. tell you're living in your overflow. Uh, thank you. How are you doing this? Yeah, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm taking everything that I am doing to myself and I'm, I'm overflowing it to first and foremost, like my family, like I'm, because I'm taking care of myself, if my daughter has like a big tantrum and slams the door into her room, I'm able to go in there and comfort her. Like, Hey, what do you need? Do you need a hug? Do you want to be by yourself? Where before I would get very angry, like fine, stay in your room, you know? Um, so that overflow, I'm able to like pour out to my family. Um, I'm able to take, you know, care of my, my clients as well. And uh, yeah, and shine, shine that light onto others. But yeah, like you said, like that first and foremost is taking care of yourself. So you do have that overflow for other people. Yeah. There's something about the self-care and maybe, maybe recommending to people that we put that self-care, like you said, 15 minutes or an hour, but maybe somehow we put that in our morning. Because sometimes I find, oh, the self-care, I'll get to it. I I block time at two. (laughs) I'll do self-care too, but I've taken care of everybody and fed them and whatever, made decisions, been on calls, like answered text or whatever. And then it's two o'clock. So maybe there's something too about if you're going to live in your overflow, start your day out, right? Yeah. By two, you could be already feeling burnt out from the day. So just, yeah, really filling yourself up. And then when you start like going around... (laughs) like life with your premium gas, you're like, Oh, is this how I'm supposed to feel? Is this how life is supposed to, to be like, you know, and, and then you want more of it. So then you continue doing it to yourself. But I think, yeah, morning routine um, is, is probably the most powerful thing that you can gift yourself. I love that. I love that Charlotte live in your overflow. I love that, that you would actually realize, like you said, it's like you're living off the premium gas. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is what life Yeah. So that might be a little challenge for everybody, right? Like to try that for one week, like really dedicate 15 minutes in the morning so that you can feel what it feels like to live that premium life. And I can't imagine that after seven days of really committing to a really good self-care morning routine, even if it is just 15 minutes, imagine how your life is different in those seven days versus the seven days previous. 
Oh, it's huge. It's huge. It. The more stressed out you feel, the more burnt out you feel, the longer mm -hmm. that self-care routine has to be. So if it mm -hmm. means taking a couple of days off work, if it means booking vacation and just nurturing yourself, because it's so much more than just, you know, doing your hair and nails and getting a massage. It's really the, the day in and day out of, you know, working on yourself, mm -hmm. taking that action. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining our overflow. I will put your, um, your contact information in our show notes, but thank you so much for joining us. And thank sharing you so your much. Thank you. It was so much fun. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.